Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh! Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. For a three-hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Meat and Cheese Week, it's the Bears and the Packers. We got full coverage starting at 7 a.m. Sunday morning right here on the radio home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. And Cap, we always look forward to this game no matter what. And you and I yesterday were talking about the hammer and nail scenario in which the Packers have been the hammer and the... Bears have been the nail, how since the 90s, the Packers have dominated this series, but it's always interesting, but there's always something on the line, and in this situation, it's an opportunity for the Bears to take another step. Imagine going to Lambeau Field and defeating the Packers, knocking them out of a playoff scenario. So let's get your, let's get the thoughts of everybody about the importance of this game. It's important because, Cap, it's the last game that we're going to see from the Bears until preseason in August. So it's important to me. Yeah, it's super disappointing that we're not going to be a playoff team. It's just so much fun when they're good. And we've had so much bad. And now it's trending in a super positive direction. And unfortunately, Sunday is going to end it no matter what happens. Justin could throw 11 touchdowns. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're out. That said, I have never been more excited about the direction my favorite football team is going in like, there's been a whole lot of negativity, and a lot of it justifiably so. When you lose 14 games in a row, somebody said to me, it was Tom Thayer, are you a Bears fan? Yeah, but I'm also going to be honest. And it bothered me that every Sunday my son and I sit down on the couch and we're going to watch the games, and he's asking me, Dad, are we going to get killed again today? No, I think we got a chance. And then I look up and we're losing again. Sure. 14 straight. Mm-hmm. And then I really yesterday did a deep like dive just looking at the roster and looking at the draft picks and reading. There's a really good article we wrote in the Tribune about what executives look for in quarterbacks. He got a lot of guys to go and give him. I looked for this trait and that trait. Does Justin have this? He doesn't have that. And I'm like, I don't think I can remember a moment when the Bears' future was brighter, other than back in the 80s when we had that insane 83 draft class. I think the 83 draft class of the Bears is ranked top two all time. Mm-hmm. Should be. Like, go back and look yeah. who they were able to get. Jay Hilgenberg, for crying out loud, was in 81 an undrafted free agent. My point is, all of a sudden, whatever they do with Justin, they're going to do. You've got DJ Moore. You've got a chance to have Marvin Harrison on this roster 
or a new quarterback that's super high level or Justin and a whole satchel of picks that you trade down. The defense is trending in such a positive direction. Montez Sweat's going to the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's super cool. The defensive backfield, I'll argue with anyone, we have the best defensive backfield in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. A year ago, we were 31st against the run when the season ended. And people were making plays on us. All of a sudden, Tyreek Stevenson's the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He's got four interceptions. Jalen Johnson's going to get paid. He's a stud. Kyler Gordon's the best slot corner in the National Football League, in my opinion, or certainly in the top three or four. I don't know what they're going to do with Eddie Jackson, but he is a high-level player when he's healthy. Jaquan Brisker is a stud. The linebacking core, T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards is playing outstanding football. Outstanding football. Jack Sanborn, he is trending in a really good direction. Jack Sanborn. Tremaine Edmonds, really good football player. Up front, we've got pieces. Jervon Dexter is emerging. Yeah. We've got sweat locked up for the next four years. So it's a huge offseason, but I have never been more excited of where we are heading. Now, what they do at quarterback, only Ryan and his guys know. They only know. But, dude, this game Sunday, I truly think we're going in and we're going to beat their ass. I do. I feel like this is a statement game for Justin for the team, for the coaching staff, this is going to be amazing theater. So after everything that you talked about, all those positives, really what you're focusing on is not just the present, but it's also about the future of the Chicago Bears, meaning yeah. next year. You feel like all of those positives, all those question marks, all those thumbs up that you gave us will be good enough for the Bears to beat the Packers on Sunday. Yes, I believe that. Now, again, it's not going to be easy. You're going into a hornet's nest. Mm -hmm. They're playing to go to the playoffs, so they're going to sell out and do everything it takes. Guys, a little, oh, my hamstrings. You got to go. You got to shoot it up. Let's go. Mm -hmm. The game is not irrelevant. It's not two 5 and 11 teams playing for one more game. No. One team is saying we're going to make a statement on national TV and beat our, our tribal for the first time, and they've lost nine straight. And that is a well-oiled machine up there in Green Bay. Looks like they found another franchise quarterback. Their coach is 9-0 and all-time against the Bears. It's going to be lit. It's going to be exciting. And the yeah. Bears are trending in a really, really positive direction. There's a lot to like. There's no question about that. But uh, that was my fear going into the season regarding Jordan Love. I was thinking, okay, there would be a little bit of an adjustment for Jordan Love because... Uh, it was either going to be rust or rest when it comes to Jordan Love as far as what he could do for the Packers offensively. Like, okay, this guy's been behind Aaron Rodgers. What can he really do? For three and, years. And so think about that first game that the Bears played against the Packers, and you saw a guy that was just ready to go where he went into Soldier Field, and he and the Packers beat the Bears' ass. And that's not exactly what we expected. We thought that there would be a little bit of a rust, a little bit of an adjustment. And it's just typical Packers, right? From the quarterback position, no matter who's back there, whether it's Favre, whether it's Rodgers and now Love, they've found success. And so with all the things that you talked about with the Chicago Bears cap, from my standpoint, yes, there's no, diff there's no question that the arrow's pointing up for the Bears as far as their franchise. But this game in particular will tell me a great story about going into next year. Yes. Because as is the Bears' 
have been able to play some really good football. Can't deny it, right? As as bad as the the operation was early in the season, all those losses and all those question marks about Justin Fields and all the question marks about the defense, look how they've been playing as of late. Now, we still get on social media and from experts. They will look at the Bears' schedule of the last four or five games and say, well, who did they really beat? This ain't the college football playoff. Right. I don't care if the, the Bears are going to be number one in the AP poll. This is the NFL. You, whoever's on the schedule, you got to beat them. Correct. Right? Imagine the Bears losing against Atlanta or losing against Arizona. And we just saw Philly lose to Arizona in I'm, Philly. I'll just imagine the narrative then. Like, wow, you can't even beat Atlanta, who's just topsy-turvy, and Arizona that's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Bears losing those games. So I guess my whole point is, is that it's a good thing. It's a really good thing to be able to see this Bears team look good. I still make the parallel to the Lions from last year because the Lions, they didn't have to go in there and beat them, the Packers the way it did at Lambeau Field, but they did. And my hope is that the Bears can replicate that, that they can do the same thing, that they can show, hey, you know, we've had our share of losses, but we're able to turn the, you know, pull, pull the nose up on this operation and we can beat the Packers at Lambeau Field. That will tell me a great story about the future of this team. Yeah, and uh, Jay Moore just made a great point in my ear. Arizona put up 34 on the Eagles. That yeah. was a Super Bowl runner-up last year oh, yeah. with a lot of people saying when they were 10-1, and one, oh, that team's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Take the next step. Uh, not so fast. Dallas wins on Sunday. They're going to be the division champ. So if, if you ran a company and you said, Okay, we're coming into the Chicago market. Let's call it John's Widgets, and they're going to be a huge player in the Chicago market. Sure. Okay, we got to get the word out about our products that we're moving into Chicago. We're opening our stores. Hmm. Well, we'd like to advertise to sports fans. Well, we want to make sure that we're, we're catching something on a heater and people are paying attention. Why would you not want to? Be associated with what the Bears have going. Sure. The number one pick. Everything seems to be positive, trending up. They're young. It's not like they did this with four 37-year-old guys they signed off the scrap heap now. This is the third youngest team in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. The Bears are a rocket ship that I think for the first time in my lifetime, I see their plan and I see it coming to fruition they may lose on sunday that does not dissuade me from thinking where this team in 24 they'll be much better 25 26 27 that run that run should be a hell of a lot of fun at least that's the hope cap that's the hope because think about where we were this time last year when you were looking at the detroit lions let's start let's, let's talk about them so the detroit lions the way that they start off one in five on the season one and six. One and six on the season. Yep. And look how they were able to turn things around. Well, even in, in real time, you were telling me, hey, keep our, your eyes on this team. Keep your eyes on Dan Campbell and what they're doing because they're turning things around. Brad Holmes, their general manager. Look at how many draft picks, how many drafts, and how many bad seasons they had to get to, to where they are right now. I'm not saying the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is, is that for the first time since Wayne Fonts, the Lions actually look good as a team. Now, can you tell me that the Bears will be able to do the same thing? All that's predicated is on the quarterback. The difference is is that with Jared Goff, he already had skins on the wall with the Rams. And it's like, okay, you plug this veteran quarterback in this system, and let's see how it's going to cook. With Justin Fields, it's been so polarizing. And by the way, the, the analysis has been fair. From game to game, from... 
you know, three, four games to him being injured to him coming back. The ebb and flow of him has been polarizing and fair. The, the criticism and the analysis. Because what you want is, if you really feel good about Justin Fields, it's more than you just rooting for him or wearing his jersey. You have to see this young man for 17 games feel like that you're in the game mm-hmm. offensively. And you're not going to win all the games. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm not looking for what Tom Brady brought when it comes to Justin Fields. What I'm looking for is consistency. Where it's like, you know what? The mistakes he made in year two, he's not making in year four. The mistakes he made this year, he's not making next year. You just want to see progress. Correct. Uh, all across the board. Nobody's going to go 17-0. and 0. They're going to have ups and downs. But I just see the talent level getting better and better and better and better. And he's not going to hit on every draft pick. He's not. He took a, a swing on Chase Claypool. Or Clay, uh, Chase, Chase Claypool or Clay Chasepool? Clay Chasepool, mm-hmm. we call him on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that one didn't work. All right. Get him out of here and get on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Bayless Jones. Maybe Bayless Jones is the change of pace. They used him as a running back the other day. Maybe that. he's the change of pace, shifty dude that gets two or three carries a game, keeps you off balance. Maybe. Maybe he is. I mean, at age 40, you think he'd be able to give you something offensively. He's 27. He's what? 27. 40 in, in, in football years. Yeah. You've seen them. Yeah. A lot of trend on that tires coming in. Yeah. Did not like the pick. Still do not like the pick. Correct. But he's here. <laughs> so. But you look at who he's picked. Tyreek Stevenson, he traded up to get. Yeah. Looks like a hell of a player. Brisker and Gordon, mm-hmm. he was getting slammed. How did you not take George Pickens? You want that head case on your team? I don't. Talented. But all of a sudden, you look at their defensive backfield, you're like, wow, we got a hard-hitting safety right there. We got a great slot guy right there. Got Jalen Johnson over here. I got Tyreek Stevenson. Terrell Smith, really good player. He missed a good chunk with Mono. Yeah. He's back, and he, when they don't, there's no drop-off now when he comes in. All of a sudden, you start looking. Well, you, where'd you find that Andrew Billings guy? Oh, and you got him locked up in season? Reasonable money. Oh, come on now. He's making way more good moves than bad. He's got to fix center, 100%. This thing's trending up. But the biggest decision he has to make is what he does at quarterback. He's got to be honest with his guys. Hey, I know he did it great against um, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Atlanta didn't want to be out there. They haven't won a game under 40 degrees since 2009. They didn't want to be there. They did not. By the way, is there a level of embarrassment to the trainer when you have to tell them that you have mono? Damn! That kissing disease. Right. I, they got him out of the locker room quick. They were like, we can't have this go through our team or our, season, our season's over. So. That, that sore throat, that fatigue, that uh, that causes fever, you all those things. It? No. I had it. Yeah, who was High she? school. Who was she? Diane. Really? Damn. Wow. She gave you that, huh? Anything else she gave you? Baby. Uh, <laughs> it's not fun. You have, like, you know me, I... Yes. Don't need a lot of sleep. I'm just, yeah. I'm always on the go. Yep. Dude, it's the worst. It is the worst, and it's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, if you try to overdo it, you can you could die. Yeah. So he had to lay low for several weeks. My point is this roster from when the first Ryan, Pace, who works in Atlanta now, mm-hmm. when he left, he was just like a, a drowning man trying to stay afloat. Throw me a life preserver. Sure. All right, let me draft a quarterback. Or let me do this. Mm-hmm. They needed to hit the reset button. 
And rightfully so. And once they moved him out and they brought in Ryan Poles, he had a very tough job. Very tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, Khalil Mack, get out. Roquan, get out. Yeah. Robert Quinn, get out. Akeem Hicks, yeah, we're not calling you back. Leave your stuff in the locker. And on and on. And they got their head kicked in. Yeah. So guess what? He's maneuvered himself to where he's got a ton of cap space, a really emerging young roster, and the number one overall pick again. You know what's left? Results. Now you got it. It's about results. Now you have to take the next step. So, Shane, let's open the phone lines this morning. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. The question that Cap and I want to ask you is, how important is this game for you as a fan? It's funny because throughout the season, you tell me if I'm wrong, Cap, as we take a look at the Bears season. We talk about important games, right? Mm-hmm. The beginning of the season against the Packers is supposed to be a statement game. Soldier Field, big spot. You know, Sylvie and Lance Briggs and Dion Mill and others were telling us, hey, you know what? The crowd, the the buzz in the building. Hey, it feels new. It's the new Chicago Bears and the new, the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. Here we go. Bears and Packers. Game one. Fade to black. And guess what? 38-20, Packers win. Okay, so, Important game, though, at the time. Correct. But there were... I was at Sylvie's house last night talking to him about this. And... He and I are in lockstep on this. I don't know if you agree. Look, the Cleveland collapse was horrific. The Detroit collapse, brutal. The Denver collapse up 28-7 in the second half. I think they were up 28-7 in the fourth quarter. Awful. Three historic losses. And added together, they are not as bad a loss as going into Soldier Field. Beautiful weather. Green Bay, your rival here with a quarterback who started one game. Everyone's excited. The buzz was palpable in the building. And you get beat 38 to 20? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they trucked you. I, I just don't want to say that every Bears Packer game is the most important game on the schedule because no. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that. No, but this one is. Yeah, but, but what I'm asking is, as looking at the 17 weeks of the, of the season, how many important games have we, have we documented? We said that Bears-Packers game one was an important game, correct? Mm-hmm. We said that the Panther game, to make sure that you won that game, was important. Correct. Because you wanted to make sure and you we solidified. we did not play well. No, you had to solidify the number one pick, though. Correct. So you want to make sure that that was taken care of. We talked about that. The Lion game uh, at Fort Field was important, wasn't it? To kind of give a measuring stick game to find out who you were. Correct. And, the best. and I know they lost. I just said it was a terrible loss, historic. But 31-26 the loss. Correct. There. But you proved you could compete with them. Because the last time you played them up there, what, they beat us? 41-10? to Mm-hmm. Well, we just wasn't even in the building. We weren't even in the building. Horrible. So, I, I'm... And the Brown game, was that unimportant? Shay, we talked about it, right? We talked about the importance that was make or break Going in there and being able to beat the Browns. Another, that's, so I have counting three, and then this one well, uh, Sunday is four. I still think the Brown game is the most important of the season, was the most important of the season, because if you won that one, you might be playing for a playoff berth on Sunday instead of just as a spoiler. Imagine you beat the Brown. You're, you're going to beat the Cardinals and the Falcons. To me, that was a layup, because that's what I said in August. And so now the Packer game would tell you all you need to know, right? Maybe it would come down to that right. Sunday. It would be, oh, God. Can you imagine that? It'd be Sunday night football. It'd be Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth up at Lambeau Field for the rivalry. Chance uh, for the uh, Bears to flip the narrative. I mean, it, if you just win the Brown game, that Packer game, 
this game on Sunday would be so huge. The real Super Bowl. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, that is for sure around here, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, around here, there definitely would be. Because now you think about it, Cap. The win against the Vikings, bowling shoe ugly as it was. The Viking game, you defeat the Lions, you defeat the Browns, beat Cardinals, beat the Falcons, and then it's all right here on Sunday, and you'd be there. On the line, Bears-Packers. Meet right. For something. Correct. Holy smokes. Imagine oh. that. And I still uh, am wildly excited to be at that game on Sunday. Wildly excited. So You're going there with a five-game winning streak against the Packers. Right, but for wow. everyone, you know, we, we should have beat the Browns, or we should have won the Denver game, or should have beat the tr- Carolina and I was kicking a field goal, albeit a long one, but we've seen kickers make longer kicks this year yeah. to tie the game late, and they missed it. They could have lost that game to yep. an awful Panthers team. Yep. They absolutely could have lost the game at Minnesota. They won 12-10. to 10. Absolutely could have lost. They picked Josh Dobbs off four times mm-hmm. and didn't get a touchdown. Won the turnover battle and couldn't get a touchdown. Correct. That was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Justin against Arizona in the second half. Terrible. Threw for 35 yards against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So there's a lot of, well, if we'd won that game. Yeah, but you could have lost that game too. Oh, sure. Sure. So, but I, what I was doing right there is documenting what we considered the most important games of the season. Yeah. No question. And, and so this one is, to me, it's important to be able to show what you can do. I, I mean, a, a big test against a rival, a division rival. What can you do? You're not going to the playoffs. You don't want them to be in there either. Let's see what happens. This should give people real hope for the. F- like last year, it was just. Well, we got the number one pick. We're three and fourteen, but it's trending up. Now you're seeing the fruits of Paul's labor. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that guy's pretty good, huh? That guy's pretty good too. Wow, DJ Moore's really good, huh? Wow, we've got some pieces. Tevin Jenkins looks like a keeper. Man, Darnell Wright, love having him at right tackle as a rookie. There's a lot to like about this team. I just I want to see the results though, Cap. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm looking forward to Sunday's game, but also I can't wait for free agency in the draft because I want to see what Ryan Poles has up his sleeve. Because right. because I, you know it's funny. Everyone's concerned about the number one pick, and rightfully so. The whole league is wondering what the Bears are going to do with that pick. But it's the other picks too. I want to see what the hits and misses are in the draft he's going to have now. Because if it's about winning now. I want to know what he's going to do be, to be able to get that done. Free agency is, is as important as a draft for me this upcoming season. What he's going to add to this team. Yeah, he's got cap room. Get the Jalen Johnson deal done. Get this young defensive backfield locked up. Because I, like when I watched Philly last year, boy, I wish our offensive line played like that. Oh, hold on a second. Jason Kelsey's in his 13th year. Lane Johnson's in his 14th year or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Like, they have players that have Fletcher Cox and all these different guys that have spent years honing their craft. I want those veteran guys to be on our team that are outstanding pro bowl, all pro level players. It's a process. It's a process. If you can't listen to all three hours on ESPN 1000, don't forget we got the podcast. It's available now on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you click Cap J Hood. That way, if there's something that you got to get out of the car and you missed, you can pick it up right there on the podcast. Look for Cap and J Hood. And How we, important is this game to you as a fan as we talk to you about it here on Cap and J Hood? And we are uninterrupted here the first half hour because we wanted to make it a big deal for 
Packers-Bears. Danny said, hey, you guys are uninterrupted the first half hour. Get that thing rolling with all the Bears fans. We're excited, man. We're going to have a large presence from the station. There's going to be, it holds 80, what they say, 81, 82,000 uh-huh. at that stadium? I'm going to tell you there's going to be at least 30,000 Bears fans. All right. You going to have your clicker to count those for me? or A hundred percent. Okay. I am going to have a cocktail in my hand. And a cl- By the way, I picked up the jersey. Sylvie brought it home. Uh-huh. The Waddle jersey. Yeah. Not going to work. Because? It doesn't fit. Too athletic. <laughs> uh I'm a little more athletic than Tom, yes. yes I was, was, was going to say. <laughs> it's like where the shoulder pad part goes, it would work. Yeah. It's just, it's not like a fan cut. It's like for a 26-year-old Tom Waddle cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understood. So I have it at home. I'm going to, either my wife's going to wear it or I'm going to give it back. Uh, your wife's going to wear what? The Waddle jersey? Yeah. Well, why would she wear it, Cap? Why not? What is she going to wear it for? She's going to the game. Oh, not at home? She's not going to wear it at home for you? Uh, We've discussed that. (laughs) Damn. Tommy, guess what I did last night? Right. (laughs) Hey, hon, put that jersey on. You're going to bed with an all-Madden team guy. You think when we worked for 10 years, I was effing you? You should have saw me in action last night. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin leads us off. Steve is on ESPN 1000. Right across the border. Hello, Steve. Yeah, right over the border. How are you guys today? What do you do, work at Haribo? (laughs) I, uh, what, the confectionery candy place? Yeah, Yeah, it's right there uh, in Pleasant Prairie, isn't it? It is. It is. My my whole life is is just candy and roses. But, uh, hey, guys, thanks truly. For making my uh, mornings enjoyable. I mean, I, you can't probably feel it for me, but it's awesome. You're the best. Hey, uh, Thank I'll be you. quick. First of all, uh, you asked about this game in relation to others. First, I would say they're all important, right? And it's a blanket statement, but they, they really are. They're A, they're professionals. B, they're getting paid a lot of money, and I, I appreciate them bringing it every day, whether the, the noise is, is healthy or, or negative. But, uh, you know, you asked about. And, and I got to ask, I hope, I hope you can answer this with the, the tentacles that you have in the locker room, the people that you know. And I don't want to bring up a, a sour subject, but the way the season was trending, players have a, an attitude, a feel. You know, they give off an aura. Can you, and I'll hang up and listen, but can you talk a little bit about Justin Fields and, and not necessarily his athleticism, what he brings to the Bears, but can you talk about what he is like as a, a human, and B, does he want to be, I'm, I'm asking, does he want to be here? And then maybe to go a little deeper, like his relationship with the staff, the, the organization, and in both ways, you know, is it is his agent maybe in his ear? And I don't, I'm sure these are wonderful people, and I'm not trying to dig anything up, but when I watch the games, if you're asking me, I want to see these guys win. I don't care if it's, you know, this Sunday against the Packers or if it's some lowly game against the last place team in the middle of the year where everything's going bad. Does he... Does he bring it? Like, does he want to be here? Does he like? Is he? Is there a motive for him to say, "I want to be part of the, the great things that you guys are talking about"? You know, setting the stage right now. So, hey, have a good day. You too. Tell me all that, how that, how, what your thoughts are, and maybe you have, maybe you don't want to talk about it. Maybe it's not the right. No, no, to talk no, about no, it. no, no. You, you, you yeah. ask the question, and we will answer the question for you, Steve. And we appreciate the telephone call. So, Justin has said consistently, "I was built for this market, and I was." 
built to be here. Mm-hmm. And he wants this responsibility of a franchise that for so many years couldn't get out of its own way. He is beloved in the building. I'm not talking about the players and the coaching staff. Like, I have a friend who works for the Bears, not in the football operations. He's on the business side. He's just a friend of my wife and I. Hey, man, what about him? He said, dude, he's the best. People there love him. He is just first class and how he treats people and how he interacts with staff. It wasn't always that way with a certain guy wore number six on his jersey. Yep. He was not Mm well-liked. But this guy... He is, again, Ryan's going to put the tape on and go, that's not good enough or that's good enough. I can win with that. I can't win. But all the other boxes, the intangibles, the work ethic, the person, the commitment to the community, charitable, Justin checks every one of those boxes. And Steve, let's let's put it to you this way. And we had several sources on this. One was on uh, Cap's recap with Yurko talking about this on YouTube. And also it was the Long Brothers, Chris and Kyle Kyle have their own podcast. And they were talking about Justin Fields. And they both said this pretty much the same thing. And I'm going to paraphrase something along the lines of you don't want to have a mutiny on your hands if Justin Fields is no longer here. That's how well liked he is in the locker room. Listen, they've all struggled together. They've also had some wins together. Mm-hmm. But the one thing for sure is that Justin Fields is not some you know, bad guy in the locker room or is a negative in the locker room because he's a young player as well. He's learning on the fly like a lot of young players in that locker room. And so that's, a, again, a positive. Now, I'm not necessarily always into the touchy-feely in the, in the feelings as far as players, whether or not I like them or not. That's not, that's not my game. I'm into wins and losses and seeing the progress Oh, and the success of the organization. But it is something that is noteworthy to say that Justin Fields is like that locker room and everyone's pulling from the same rope when it comes to him. So I think that that is a positive in the right direction. So, you know, Steve, if you're wondering if he's looking elsewhere, as far as Cap and I could tell you, Justin Fields is all in and wants to be able to take this team to another level as a quarterback. So that's, that's what we understand. And so if you got a feeling in the back of your mind, hey, you might be tired of this, not yet, as far as we can tell. As we ask you the question, how important is this game to you as a fan? Again, Bears and Packers, how important, how important is this to you? As I mentioned, this will be the last game we'll see with the Chicago Bears until preseason in August. But it does tell a story if the Bears are able to beat the Packers at Lambeau. Let's talk to you about it. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Your phone calls on that. Don't forget, shot or no shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. All part of the mix on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines. Headlines with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hours brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. NFL announced its Pro Bowl rosters yesterday with two Bears making the trip to the Pro Bowl. Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson. For the first time, both quarterbacks are first-time Pro Bowlers. With Tua, Tungo Vailoa, and Brock Purdy being selected. 49ers, nine selections. Scary scene in Miami, Florida yesterday. Tyreek Hill had to leave practice. He and his family are safe after Southwest Ranches, Florida firefighters responded to a large blaze at the wide receiver's home. The cause of the fire is unknown. Bulls were beaten yesterday by the Knicks. 116, 100. Show me that. DeMar DeRozan led the Bulls with 28. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson combined for 66. And there were far too much to overcome. For Chicago, they make it Zach Levine back. 
on Friday. Blackhawks back in action tonight. They're also at Madison Square Black Garden. Hawks. They battle the Rangers. The puck hits the ice at 6 p.m. Jim. Kevin Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll have deal breakers coming your way in an hour from now. Tom Thayer every Thursday at 9 o'clock as we talk to the Super Bowl champion, the color analyst for the Bears, coming up at 9 o'clock. You know what I was thinking of doing today? No, what's that? Going to a movie by myself. I find that soothing. It's just the best. The best. Yeah. And there's a new movie out. I like Jason Statham. And there's a movie out called The Beekeeper. Like, full of action. Like, right up my alley. Where people get their 401ks drained by hackers. And he goes out and exterminates the hackers. Like, so excited. And I, it doesn't start till this weekend. Shea found a sneak preview. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I might go. Two o'clock. You're going to give the place where you're going to be? Because that sounds like a uh, an appearance for you. So you want to let people be there with you? Absolutely or? not. I think you should give out the theater, the seat. I mean, absolutely not. Let people know. Come share popcorn with David Kaplan. Just be careful about what's in the bottom of the I, bucket. I don't like popcorn. <laughs> I think we know what's at the bottom of the bucket, especially if he's there by himself. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think we know what's there. I'm not a popcorn eater. Don't like popcorn. I would, um, imagine the cap is in the bottom. Yes. Go but, ahead. Well, the yeah. tip of it, anyway. Yeah, well. I am seriously considering doing it. Yeah. That'd well, be fun. Well, such a share. You might as well let other people know because you've narrowed it down. I mean, if you're going to go today. Yeah, it's at the Chatham 12. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm sure. Chatham 14, by the Why way. Why don't you? Or 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been to that theater. That's where I saw the Iron Claw there, as a matter of fact. Nothing, by the way. So nothing, I got the idea from you. Yeah, but by the way, nothing like being in the theater when it's empty. There was nobody there for the Iron Claw. It was just me. By yourself. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the best. Now, you talk about you guys going by yourself. Because I know the Peacock wasn't going to go see it. The wife wasn't going to go see the Iron Claw. I saw it, and I was like, huh, the only one here. A little spread out here. Plenty of room. No problem there. Yeah, because tonight I have homework I have to do for the show. Mm-hmm. That Jackaloon <laughs> Jerry is getting married on the Golden Bachelor tonight. That's exactly right. And no, his name's not Gary. You don't call me and say it's Gary. He spells it G-E-R-R-Y. That's Jerry, where any other human lives. So if you're in the area, and I think you know which area Cap's going to be there, go see Pee Wee Cap at the movie theater. Gary! 312-332-3776 is our telephone oh. number. <laughs> I mean, Paul Rubens did so much in his career, but he's only going to be known for, for that in yeah. the movie theater. He just died, didn't he? Yeah, recently. Yeah, that's what I thought. I saw him at one of those, uh, you know, when they show people in passed memoriam. away. In memoriam. So I, I saw him on the scroll. There you go. So, yeah, so there. So how important is this game for you, Bears and Packers? Again, our coverage starts at 7 a.m. on Sunday right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. As we go back to the phone lines, we say hello to uh, Dimitri and Madison listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hello, Dimitri. <laughs> Cap, Jay Hood, how y'all doing this morning? What's up, Dimitri? Yeah. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Y'all done had me dying laughing all, all day today. Appreciate so, you. That's uh, no, all good. So uh, just getting right into it, uh, this is a very important game just to ask you a question. Um, the four other Bears fans here in Madison, along with myself, uh, we really don't uh, know how to feel right now. Uh, we're 
we can't even say that we're cautiously optimistic. I mean, it's it's not a lot of optimistic Bears fans here in Madison. I mean, it's like trying to find an optimistic Bears fan is like trying to find a pimp with a health plan. Could you do it? <laughs> wow. Yes, theoretically, but it, it's not really a reality. So in thinking about this, I've decided that I'm going to take the Cap and Jay Hood approach to this game mm-hmm. because what Jay Hood would say is, I don't care about hope. I don't care about being po- cautiously optimistic. I want to see results. It's about consistency. Mm-hmm. And what Cap Man would say is, Put on your pads, lace up your cleats, and find a way to go win a damn ball game. Exactly. So that's all I'm thinking about right now. I think the blend of the two is actually the good approach. Because you know what it is, is, Dimitri? Here's something I haven't said in a while. I think it needs to be said here this morning. Sometimes I think us in the Midwest have too much of a friendly approach to business when it comes to our sports teams. Look, we all have, we're all busy. We're all, Dimitri, we're all busy. We got family, we got friends, yep. or we got drama, whatever it is, right? All we want to do is settle in for three-plus hours to watch our favorite football team be able to win. Show us something. Because that win helps us through the week. Kind of like a college football fan. Your team wins. You feel like, hey, you've done something. Hey, my team won. I'm in power. I feel good for the rest of the week because at least the positive in my life is my football team won. When it comes to the Chicago Bears, this feeling of, well, you know, we're building towards something. We'll, hey, we've been hearing that as Chicago sports fans all our life. My point is, is that I'm a w- way more aggressive as a fan and saying, you know what? I, I'm glad that we had the number one pick, and I'm glad that Justin Fields is turning around. I'm glad that the defense is really being able to turn things around. But I want to see results now. It's, it's one thing Agreed. to talk about what's on the depth chart. How about in the win column? That's the thing that matters the most to me. And I know for some that's too harsh. That's not Midwestern enough. But I, don't, I couldn't care less. It's about trying to find <laughs> results, about wins, the playoff appearances. Agreed. How about that? I agree. I agree 100% with you. I mean, it seems I, I feel so good because Ryan Poles is a good person and Justin's <laughs> a good person. How about the wins? Yeah. Like God almighty. We get, like, we get so, we're in Chicago so into feelings and whether or not my, my favorite superstar is so, is huggable. So, Who cares about if they're huggable? Are you going to give me some wins or not? So I ran into Lou Pinella one day and he said, you know what your guy's problem is around here? He had just taken the job and the Cubs were struggling. Remember this? They were yeah. early, like 23 and 32. Yeah. And he's ticked off every day. Lou, why are you so mad? He goes, you know what your guy's problem is in this town? I got to like my athletes. They got to sign my autograph. I wear their jersey. He goes, you know what? Give me 25 SOBs that you wouldn't let near your sister. But guess what? All they care about is winning baseball games, and you'll have a whole lot more fun as a champion. That's how it is. He's exactly right. Agreed. That's that's what it's about. 100%. I mean, you you can wear the jersey and have fun with your your favorite team, but ultimately you want to get an ROI as a fan. Where's the ROI as a fan? Correct. How many friends do you you and I have, or business people that have, you know, I got these season, season ticket hood. I don't know if I should cash them in or whether or not I should keep going. Well, you want to have a return on your investment. If you're paying through the nose for your favorite team, whether you're a onesie-twosie person or a season ticket holder, where's your ROI? Correct. It's more than just, hey, I'm having three hours in the sun at Wrigley or guaranteed rate. How about the wins along with that sun and that beer? Correct. Jesus. Correct. But I want to hug Justin Fields because he's lovable. Yeah, how about the wins? That's what that, what makes this decision for Ryan Poles so difficult because he's going to sit in his conference room with all his guys. He's going to have his 40 national cross-checker and the East Coast scout and his assistant GME. and Cunningham. Okay, guys, what are we doing here? Ryan, he's a great kid, but yeah, 
here's what we've got to overcome. Here's what Caleb Williams or Drake made. Like, it's not an easy decision. The average fan goes, it's easy. You just keep fields, trade it, get a haul of pick. If it doesn't work out, he's getting fired here. I, I just I don't want to have dinner and, I, and with my favorite GM or my favorite player. I want to shake their hand and congratulate them on the success. Thank you for giving me a title that's, to celebrate. That's all? That's, that's all I want. I don't need that time. Just just show me that you're going in the right direction. And I've gone as far as to tell you this, Cap. Just, hey, just be in the mix. You've heard me say this a million times. Just get in the conversation. Be in the playoff mix. I mean, as much as I want a Super Bowl championship every year, can I just get in the mix, get in the dance? Get on the dance floor. Agreed. If nothing else. Agreed. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, we're getting your thoughts. We see you on hold. You will be on the air. The worst trade Ryan Poles could make just keeps getting better. We'll explain that coming up next on Cap and Jay Hood. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So we've had uh, some fun at the expense of NFL analyst Mike Lombardi, uh, because Mike Lombardi was telling everybody that would listen. That was the dumbest trade you could possibly make. I don't care what Ryan Poles tries to defend it with. He should not have done that. As soon as Montez Sweat came to the Chicago Bears, he thought that that was just a dumb trade because Lombardi didn't have the foresight to think, yeah, maybe the Bears would trade for him and actually sign him to a, a new deal. He, they thought that with the Bears being on their ass that they'd just get sweated here just for a cup of coffee and then let him walk. Yeah, Lombardi was completely wrong about that. That was the dumbest trade you could possibly make. I don't care what Ryan Poles tries to defend it with. He should not have done that. Then we got news yesterday. Yes, he also said, why would you not just wait till the spring and sign him as a free agent? Or maybe Sweat will... Say, okay, thanks, Chicago. I'm going back to Washington. Um, you could tag him. Uh, he was going to sign an extension in Atlanta. In fact, they'd already started talks because they thought they were acquiring him. And then Sweat, at his press conference when he signed, said, I was going to get paid wherever I was going. I want to protect my family. Mm-hmm. Whoever traded for him was signing him. He was never going to be a free agent. Mike, I tweeted at him yesterday. Mike. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's celebrate the new year. Come on. We'll have some laughs, talk some football. Can we all just get along? Something like that. No response. I guess when I blasted him in the New York Post and yeah. said, you're dumber for having listened to Mike Lombardi every time he speaks, maybe that, maybe that just put up a bridge that we can't get crossed. Yeah, possibly. I think he gets the New York Post, too. Probably. 312 <laughs> our phone number. I have family in New York because my late mom's from New York. Mm-hmm. Family call me go, you're a headline in the New York Post. I am? That's what I said. I go, what? He's like, yeah, go online and look. There it is. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. Uh, we talk about how big this game is, Bears and Packers. How big is this game for you? As uh, we go to the phone lines, how about this? How about Jamari is with us here on ESPN 1000, the son of Jay Moore. Jamari, good morning. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? What's up, Jamari? How are you, man? Your dad is a star here. He's the best. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. It's just the love that you show him. It's just the job that you all do. You guys do a great job. 
Appreciate you, you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I thank you guys for asking. I just wanted to call in and talk about this game. You know, just as as you all know, I played in college, University of Wyoming, and mm-hmm. those rival games are really important for not just the fans, but the players in the franchise. And when you think about how many changes the Packers roster has gone through over the past years, what we haven't beat them since what, like 2018? 2018, Mitchell Trubisky beat Joe Philbin, was the head coach for them then. Yeah, so when you think about it, it's a psychological thing that makes a huge statement going into next season. That psychological impact will have a direct impact of the culture of winning in Chicago because I think that's something that's not highlighted enough is that when a lot of players come in, they come into the culture we have here. And so when, if we beat the Packers this weekend, some people might look at it as just another game and, okay, we'll see what we're doing for the off season. But this just sends a message of, hey, we're not scared of this team anymore, and we're, we can beat anybody. So I think that that's going to send a huge message to the organization and the fan base and the culture because, quite frankly, the past couple of years, it's kind of like going into the game with low expectations against the Packers every year. Jamari, your dad uh, was telling me that the nightlife right there around campus, he said if we wanted nightlife, that we'd have to drive to Denver. Is that true? That's what Jay Moore. You did not. You did tell me that. You told me yeah, if it was not like we'd was, have to drive to Denver. Yeah, Larry was kind of slow, man. Laramie is a true college town, uh-huh. so it's like if you live in Laramie and you're there, it's nothing much to do but go to a small bar and hang out with everybody. So if you live there, it's fine. But if you're used to big city uh, outings, <laughs> you probably have to make your way down to uh, Denver. <laughs> did you play with Josh Allen? Yes, I did. So I what, played with him for his last two years. What yeah. is he like as a teammate? He is probably the most competitive teammate I've ever had. And I say that because he's competitive in everything, even outside of football. We used to... Um, <laughs> We, for away games, one of our friends had a Nintendo Switch, and he would be the most competitive person in every single game that we played. Mm-hmm. And he just, but he's an awesome teammate, and he's, uh, whether he had a good game or not, he always had the mentality of like, hey, we're going to win by any means necessary. And so you see a lot of it, um, you see a lot of it when he's playing out there now, and I guarantee you all of his teammates have nothing but good things to say about him. You played also with Logan Wilson, and you you were Josh's fullback, right? Yeah. So, well, actually, so going back, I actually played defense with Logan, linebacker with Logan the first two years. And then once Josh left, then that's when I moved over to offense. Mm -hmm. How about that? That's all right, man. Anytime that you want to pull up a microphone, come in studio with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate the work that you guys do. And um, also, I didn't get a chance to meet you guys in person when I came up there. But I just appreciate the work that you all do. And I'll be calling in a, a different time. But, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. I was at the Laker game when you were, too. I was hoping to meet you there. Oh, shoot, two years ago, huh? No, did you guys go? Were you? Oh, you didn't go to the game he here. He wasn't there. This no. year. Not this, this year. year, but Your we brother. two years ago. Yeah, there you go. Or this past one, yes. 
So, well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all. God bless you all. God bless you. Happy New Year. Even Eberflus jumped in. They did. How about that, Jay Moore? How about that? That kid is just class, man. Absolutely. Got the broadcasting chops from mom. So that's all good, man. Correct. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. And good. got his athleticism from mom. <laughs> that's all, that's all. Well, he's a teacher, so he got his smarts from me. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? That kid takes you a long way, doesn't it? That will take you longer than everything else. Brains over brawn every time. That's it. All right, we got shot or no shot. That's in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.